Welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, I would like to talk about a new topic, something that I myself have been trying to struggle with and trying to comprehend. I know that God's ways are higher than my ways and His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. But I just recently had some teachings from Andrew Womack about um, 10 reasons why it is important to have the Holy Spirit in your life. And it's even more important to have Him in your life versus having Jesus' physical presence. And you know, everybody, you know, pretty much would love to have sat down and ate dinner with Jesus or be married at His feet um, or, you know, whatever. But because He was in the, He was physically on earth, He couldn't be with everybody and He couldn't be everywhere. And of course, He told them that it would be better for the, He told His future apostles, the disciples, that it'd be better that He goes to the Father. And then he will be able to send the Holy Spirit. And this will be better for them. And one of the things that came out of that is once Jesus has died and was buried, and rose up and sat, sits now at the right hand of the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost where 120 um, men and women were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And which is different from, you know, just um, being saved. Um, baptism of the Holy Spirit um, is takes you to a level of authority and power that you don't that you don't have with just being saved. Okay, so let's talk about what does that mean to be saved. Well, being saved means that it's not a mental ascent. It means that my spirit. Or the Holy Spirit, let's put it like this. Cause my, because if I'm unregenerated, it's not going to be my spirit. <laughs> Cause my spirit is dead. And then it's, um, it, when before I accepted Christ, it was dead. And then, and my father was Satan, right? So, and that's basically the way it is. If you're not accepted by Christ, if you have not accepted Christ Jesus, your Lord and Savior, if, if you have not, um, um, bowed your knee, not just mentally, but from a spiritual heart, spiritual heart perspective, and made Jesus your Lord, you're not saved. That's the trigger that makes you born again. And so when you're born again, that means that in the old dead spirit from, from the fall of the atoms is removed and we are given a new spirit we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Well, something else happens too. The Holy Spirit gives us the Spirit of Christ Jesus. And so the Spirit of Christ Jesus and our Spirit become one. Now, the interesting thing also is this, not to make it too convoluted, but Jesus is one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So if you have Jesus' Spirit, you also have the Spirit of the Father and the Holy Spirit. Now, it's critical that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the seal, the protector of the Spirit, so that no sin, nothing can penetrate it 
and, and, and polluted in any way. It is holy. So we are one third Holy Spirit. We are one third a new creation in Christ Jesus. We are one third. We have the Spirit of Christ Jesus. This is where the anointing comes. This is where power and authority comes from. And now we just have the other two parts, which is our bodies and our soul, which is the activity of our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? And so this is where the work has to be done as far as renewing our mind, reading our word, um, meditating on God's word, um, obeying God and going from glory to glory with him. Um, these things have to happen in order for us to walk as true disciples of Christ Jesus. And so for me, it, the whole thing about, okay, so when I got saved, I drank a cup of water, but when I got baptized with the Holy Spirit, I got put in the Pacific Ocean, right? So it's a whole nother level and a whole difference. So I, I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm still don't totally got it together, but I did want to share with you, you all, what I had learned so far through Andrew Warmack and, um, and his teachings on the Holy Spirit and why, and it is important that we are born of the Spirit. Because if you're not born of water, which is out of the womb, right? We come out of the womb, the placenta, all that. Born of water and then of the spirit, then you cannot go to, to the kingdom of God. That's what Nicodemus was asking Jesus, the Pharisee, and when he met Jesus in the cover of night. Yes. So why is this so critical? Well, one of the blessings and one of the things that God, Christ Jesus, expects from us is unity in the body of Christ. And as you know, we don't have unity in the body of Christ. We got segregation. We got, you know, racism. We got all these things in the church. And God is not pleased because that's not, that's not the churches. He designed it. Right. And one of the things is, is that we get also baptized in the body of Christ. That means that every believer who has accepted Christ Jesus as their Savior and Lord has Christ Jesus in them just like we have Christ Jesus in us. And guess what? We are one. So why are we not having unity in the body of Christ. That's, 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 doesn't, that's not right. I think the issue is that we don't know, we don't understand, we have not acknowledged Christ Jesus in all our ways. And we don't recognize that we have Christ Jesus in us right now. We have the same spirit that quickened Jesus from the dead. So, there should be no sickness, no disease, no lack, no poverty. I was listening to Sid Roth the other day, and this was a pretty interesting um, topic that this um, pastor was bringing up. And he was basically saying that 
we're in the wrong reality. What do you mean by that, Dr. Davis? Well, he was saying, in fact, that many Christians are in the reality of the sinner. Reality of the sinner. And what do I mean by that? You're surrounded by sickness and disease, lack and poverty, right? You... You, are, you have pain, you have problems, you have dysfunctional relationships. All of this is in this reality that is the reality for the sinner, which Christians find themselves in, which they shouldn't be there because they're born again and they have a new reality in Christ Jesus, right? So our reality should be healing and health, riches and wealth, uh, functional relationships, um, happiness, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, meekness, self-control, all these wonderful, wonderful things, this should be our reality, right? Because we have accepted Christ Jesus as our Savior and Lord. So why is it that we are not Walking in the real reality of the kingdom of God in our life. And it goes back to the soul. It goes back to the imagination. And what are you feeding your imagination? And what are your thoughts? And one of the interesting things, we have this imagination and it gets feed 24-7 by the world system. For example... We say that we're healed by Jesus' stripes that we're healed, but yet we will envision ourselves as a woman who um, crawls to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. I've done that. I, I should not have done that. I'm a, I am a son. I am a son slash daughter of God. I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm a king. I should be going to the throne as a son, daughter of God and making my petition known as a son slash daughter of God. That's the position of not crawling on my knees, breaking through the crowd that touched the hem of his garment. That's, that's the posture of someone who is not saved, right? Um, a lot of people don't understand, and it it's really becomes interesting when you realize that the disciples, when Jesus sent them out, to destroy the works of the enemy, which was sickness and disease, lack and poverty, demon possession, all these things. When he sent them out, the disciples by t in twos, they were not saved. Did you know that? Jesus had not died yet. He had not gone to the cross. He had not shed his blood. He had not given up his body. No. This had not happened. So how were they able to walk in the authority and power? It was transferred to them. Christ transferred it to them. It's just like what happened with Moses. You know, God had anointed Moses and it was too much. And so God told him to get 70, 70 men from the tribes. And the anointing, Part of Moses' anointing was transferred to them. Elijah, Elisha, Elisha asked for a double what? Anointing 
He wanted to have a double portion of Elijah's anointing. But we have a greater anointing than the, than Elijah, John the Baptist, all of them. And, and, and Jesus even said John the Baptist was the greatest. But he wasn't, but when you compare them to someone in the kingdom of God, he, he, you know, he's the least in the kingdom of God is, has, is higher than him. So, this, this anointing that, that we receive, right? The anointing that we receive that people walking and doing signs and wonders and and doing casting out demons doesn't necessarily mean that they're saved. Whoops. Ha, ah, that's the interesting thing. And we talk about it in Revelation. Jesus tells men and women that I never knew you. And they say, I, you know, I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. I did all this in your name. How could I not? You know, because you people get sometimes mental ascent mixed up with a spiritual heart. And there's a big difference between mental ascent and spiritually truly believing that Jesus is your Lord. And, and, and if he's your Lord, then you surrender um, your life to him and you do his bidding. And this is, Sometimes scary for some people because they don't want to go to Africa or, or they don't want to go to the Ukraine or wherever or Angola. They don't want to go to those places. But if they surrender to God, God may tell them to go there. Do you understand? So lordship is key. And I was just um, talking with my brother and. And he was talking about my walk and compared to everybody else in the family. And the thing about it is what he doesn't seem to understand is, is that um, there's a broad road, which many walk, and there's a narrow road. And the narrow road is to do the will of the Father. Not my will be done, but the Father's will be done, right? So... From these teachings from Andrew Womack about the Holy Spirit, I've come to realize a little bit better exactly the, what's the, the inner workings of, the, of my spirit and that I am a new creature in Christ Jesus and I'm one with Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus is one with the Father and the Lord God, Holy Spirit. So we are one spirit, right? And... And I'm like, okay, Lord, and so what does this do for me? Well, if I understand this, then I need to make sure that my soul, the activity of my will, the activity of my body, my, you know, my will, my mind, my emotions um, are in alignment with God's word so that we can be one, one unit, one Unified force, and there's a commanded blessing that comes to those who are what unified. So, so if you're sitting in a church and they teach about racism, or you know about the races, and 
one race is superior over another race, then you're in the wrong church. You need to find another church because Jesus is not having it. He is anti-racism. He is anti-sexism. He is anti-anything that is not the Father, right? Not the will of the Father. I just find it awesome that that God loves us so much that not only that He gave His only begotten Son, but that He gave us the Holy Spirit. Because right now, our Lord and Savior is sitting at the right hand with the Father. But the Lord Holy Spirit is with us right now. Matter of fact, He's with you right now. And I try to be aware of Him and thank Him all the time because if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I would be lost as far as how to function in this earth. And so because I make mistakes all the time. And if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit trying to clean me up and get me out of this. It's going to be interesting. I'm wrapping up my um, class on Sunday, Beyond the Blessed Life, which basically deals with stewardship. And by Dr. Robert Morris from Gateway in um, Dallas, Texas. And I'm just excited as we close this book out because I believe that everybody in that class is going to walk in the supernatural in their finances. And that's, and this is the time to do that. Walk in the supernatural in our finances. I'm happy that I have the Holy Spirit, that I have Christ Jesus in me, the hope of glory, and that I am a new creature in Christ Jesus, a new creation in Christ Jesus. If you are interested in attending my last class, it will be this coming Sunday, my last class um, for Beyond the Blessed Life. It'll be this Sunday at 9 a.m. at All Nations Church, which is um, near, uh, I guess, near Chuck E. Cheese across the street from Fun Station. It's in a kind of like a strip center there. And there used to be a $2 theater, movie theater there. And it's close to Tallahassee Mall. So... Please come and join me. I do have one book left. So if you get there in time, you can have it. And we will once again have the prayer walk in August. The first Sunday in August. We will have the prayer walk at the steps of the Capitol. And I just want us to all seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto us. You know, I was really, as I was meditating and trying to get a handle on the Holy Spirit and my spirit and Christ Jesus, the hope of glory. Um, I was thinking about how, how short our time is here on this earth. I, Strongly believe that the we're just so close to the rapture. 
But we need to be about our, our father's business. We need to be about witnessing to others and not only about, you know, giving them the gospel, the true gospel, the too good to be true gospel, the good news, but we need to be teaching people about discipleship. It's, it's, um, it's bigger than just, um, just, I don't know, saying I'm saved and sitting in a pew. That just, it's more to it. God has people that he is dependent on you to reach out to. And if you are not about his business, those people may not be reached. Yeah, I was listening and it was fascinating about Elijah and Elisha. And people need to understand God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven with or without your assistance. And um, Elijah, you know, he's, he's a great prophet. You know, he's done great works, but he had a meltdown, just like all of us sometimes do. And he just, he was worn out and he got full of himself. He started believing the hype and forgot that this was God working through him and so he's running for his life from Jezebel. And woman couldn't do nothing to him because God wasn't going to let it happen. She's talking about he'll be dead within 24 hours. She's the one that died and Elijah's still alive. <laughs> In heaven with God. He was one of the few people that God brought straight up to heaven. So the long and short of everything he, he was, God said, gave him a test. And he said, oh, I'm the only one left. And I'm the only one that's right. And it wasn't true. And he knew that it wasn't true because Obadiah had told him that he had had hidden a hundred prophets and was feeding them water and bread when Jezebel was slaughtering and killing all the prophets of the Lord. And God himself had 2,000 prophets that had not bowed their knee to Baal. So he so of course God is so sweet and generous. He gave him the test again and Elijah still failed the test. So God said, okay, what you need God didn't throw Elijah away. God did not. He just told him, he said, why don't you okay, I want you to go anoint uh I think it was Jesu I guess the king, the general of the, of Israel, as the king, new king over Ahab, and then he wanted him to anoint another person for the king of Syria, and he wanted him to then go and anoint his successor, which is Elisha, and so he <laughs> only did one thing: he anointed his successor. He he said, "I'm done." I'm I'm done like a piece of toast. And so he goes, and Elijah's in the field working, a very, you know, prosperous family. He's got oxen and he's plowing and stuff like that. And he throws his mantle onto Elijah, and which means you are my successor. Come um, follow me. 
And the long and short of everything, um, Elijah, Elisha ends up, you know, killing the oxen, boiling it, giving the meat to the poor, burning up the plow and following and being um, Elijah's um, servant for, almost, for 13 years, I think it was. And all he did was serve and wash Elijah's hand, hands and do whatever Elijah wanted him to do as he learned the role of the, being a prophet and the prophet for the nation of Israel. So what ended up happening was the other two assignments he didn't do. And because he didn't do that, an innocent man and all his sons was killed because Ahab coveted his garden and, and and his wife Jezebel killed false had him falsely accused so they could take his land and killed his son so that they could not inherit the land. That was on Elijah's head because if he had done what God had told him to do, um, Ahab would not have been alive to do that. And then um, in the case of Syria, he, he the army has, had a siege on Israel and to the point where they had a serious famine. They were eating dung and people were eating their children. It was a bad situation. Well, this was on Elijah's head because he did not obey God and anoint the successor, right? But Elisha did what he did. He did what Elijah should have done. And um, the general became the king and Ahab was killed. And this is the interesting thing. Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, which who was a good king, but unfortunately, he kept trying to get with Ahab to the point where he let Ahab's daughter marry his son. And guess what? When Jehoshaphat died, that daughter slaughtered and killed all the children, all the uh, heirs, the male heirs, except for one that the high priests were able to get. At, it was a little little child was able to get away and hide in the temple. But all that is because of disobedience. God's will was done, but not in the timing that God wanted. And there were consequences. So why am I telling you this is that we were saved. God took the veil from our eyes and thank you, Lord Jesus. We accepted Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And we were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we have the Spirit of Christ, our Spirit, our Spirit the Holy Spirit. We're one. It's all one Spirit, right? We're unified as one Spirit. And we... Basically, we're, we're not taken home to heaven to live because that's where our home is. We're, our kingdom is, um, in heaven, you know, the kingdom of God, but also we will have another part to play on earth too later. That's another story. But the long and short of everything, once again, is that we have in someone down the line that God 
wants us to touch, wants us to touch for his kingdom and for his glory. And we can't do that if we're not in the Word, we're not reading the Word, we're not immersed, we're not meditating on the Word, we're not seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness so that all other things shall be added unto us. They, they, this will not happen. And so I don't want to be um, Elijah in the sense of not finishing my assignment, not doing what God asked me to do. We will talk more about this um, at an, another broadcast. But once again, thank you for joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, Romans 10.9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you. Pray.